0: I pull into the driveway of Sweetbriar House. It's been the home of Sweetbriar College presidents since nineteen o six. President Meredith Wu lives there now and has since May of twenty seventeen But today, I'm here to speak with Sweetbriar alumna Carol McMurtry Fowler. Carol and I air quotes met on Facebook. I like her sage comments and love her profile photo. She and her sister are smoking cigars. I read that Carol would be on campus while my family and I were visiting our farm nearby. I asked if she'd like to meet in person, and she agreed. We decide to take a drive. So yesterday, I picked up Carol and her dog Spice, and we get lost on purpose on the windy back roads of beautiful Amherst County. Anyway, Carol's staying in the garden cottage. It's the cozy guest house next to the president's home. She's doing some work for President Wu and the Office of Alumna Relations. I get out of the car, but before heading in the back door, I take time for a deep breath to inhale Sweetbriar. The lemony scent of magnolia blossoms paired with boxwood whisks me back in time to the early 80s, back when I was a Sweetbriar student. I'm at a garden party hosted by President and Mrs. Harold Whiteman, I look around and see echoes of tables with white linens, lots of food, and flower arrangements. I also see my fellow students, many with big hair and wearing shin-length flowered dresses. They're smiling and talking with each other and our beloved professors. Those are happy memories, but Hello. I snap out of it and head inside to talk with Carol. Hey, Spice! All right, I'm coming in. Yeah, All right. <laughs>
1: I'm amazed that I was able to hold her on the front porch with six bunnies in the yard.
0: Spice is an extremely friendly, waggly-tailed therapy dog, and so much more to Carol. She matches her name perfectly with her gorgeous spicy orange coat, along with the silver frosting on her muzzle. She has her own Facebook page with 82 followers, and I'm one of them. I'm here with my ninth
1: golden retriever who, when she came to me at the age of five, was very subdued, and I thought, I've got a dog without a sense of humor. I don't mind saying, if I have ever made an egregious error, that was it. This is the funniest dog I have ever had in my life. I have renamed her Spice Almighty. So, tell me what you had
0: for breakfast. It's just a silly question for testing audio levels, but sometimes, you strike gold. Like this. Oh, I had coffee. Who can
1: live without it? I've been drinking it since I was four years old on our ranch in New Mexico. Sweet is a feeling. It's, it is something in the pit of your stomach that you feel and know you've died and come to heaven while you're still living. The grass... The flowers, the trees are so beautiful to someone who grew up with grass in the city but no place else, no trees. It was heaven then. It's heaven every time I've visited Sweetbriar, which has been many, many times over the years. My name is Carol Young McMurtry Fowler. I was born in Central Texas as a depression child, but I was taken to Amarillo at the age of six months, and that was where I was graduated from Amarillo High School. What year was that? In 1953 and came to Virginia in the fall of 53, which is 66 years ago this fall. And I was graduated from Sweet Bar College in 1957 with high honors in history.
0: What was the major deciding factor that had you choose Sweetbriar as your college? Oh, it's very simple. It was my mother. I I
1: didn't feel like I would fit in at the University of Texas because I was always kind of a reader and and known as a brain in high school. She had never been to Sweetbriar, but there were many girls in my hometown of Amarillo who had attended. And they all told Mother they thought I'd be a perfect fit for this college.
0: What are some important lessons you learned while at Sweetbriar, and who or what may have led you to these lessons? The major influences of my life at this college were Elizabeth
1: Sprague, who taught botany and made me a lifelong landscaper, Elizabeth Muncie, who was modern European in British history, and finally... Dr. Anne Gary Pinnell. Mrs. Pinnell was president of Sweetbriar. She wore beautiful uh, Oxford-Cambridge robes at special events, which I had never seen before. I had a private tutorial with Dr. Pinnell at Sweetbriar House, my senior year in colonial history. We saw Mrs. Pinnell as a very austere, distant person, but she had a wonderful sense of humor, She was bright as a penny, and she was just a fine woman. It was a great, it it was truly a privilege to know Mrs. Pinnell because she inspired intellectual thinking. Uh, No student in my day ever thought about challenging or questioning Mrs. Pinnell. She was the law, as was Dean Pearl. What they said we did, we were known as the silent generation. made a difference to me almost immediately at Sweetbriar, and it carried through to the four years I was here and the years in which I've been associated with the college since was the value of a woman, a woman's capacity, her empathy, her strength, and I guess really just plain old nobility. That was gently pushed until we stood up a little bit taller and said yes we can
0: what do you know now about living a happy and successful life that you couldn't have foreseen as a 20 year old to know now what I couldn't
1: perceive as a 20-year-old is a chasm deeper and broader than I can probably wade or climb because as a 20-year-old I thought I knew everything and I turned out to be dumber than a, than a brick. The, the amazing thing that struck me when I got to Sweet Bear was that the college said quite simply, you're here, you're an adult, you're responsible for yourself. This was amazing to a girl who was 18 years old and was used more or less to being told what to do. The professors we had at Sweetbriar nurtured us, but they didn't baby us. They stimulated our minds. They encouraged us to think. They encouraged us to stand up and dig in. This had never really happened to me. Sweetbriar hit me on the head and said, Start digging, girl, start digging, because it's there and you can find it. What did you major in? My actual major was Southern American History, 1850 to 1857. We had a very unique program called Honors. No more than three individuals in any class, is my memory, could have a very sophisticated opportunity to learn because I had 12 hours of individual private tutorials with history teachers. This helped me discover how to build what I wanted to learn. It helped me research, analyze, and put things on paper. When I got out of college, I became a newspaper reporter. I could always write, but the organization, research, and analysis I learned at
0: Sweetbriar was a major asset what are some of the memories that you you treasure from your time here? Let me give that a little fold.
1: I guess I could fill a footlocker with sweet bark treasures. The friendships one made at this college, they are so deep and I think we graduated around 80 women. Each class member, I've been class secretary I think for 40 years or longer and each time I learn of the death of one of my friends it really hurts, it's it's, it's personal I love the dell, I love the trees, I love the jonquils, the flowers the crab apples the flowering cherries, the peaches I love Mr. Jefferson's mountains eventually it gave me claustrophobia my first term because I was a high plains drifter This is a silly aside, but in Little Refectory, on Sunday morning, you could put your raincoat over your pajamas and go to Little Reed Refect where they made the most delicious cinnamon buns with walnuts I have ever eaten to this day. I quit eating them because there's nothing that can compare with them. And finally, the academic awakening, the intellectual awakening that I had at this college which has never left me, or my intellectual curiosity. Come on, come on, let's go outside. Come on. I'm currently about to finish the fourth or fifth reread of John Steinbeck. This time, I came across a quote, which, if I had read as a kid, I would have I would have had it printed on cards. Steinbeck said, "I was born lost." and in no particular hurry to ever be found. I think that's one of the neatest lines I've ever read or heard, and I'm going to use it. But I'll give my perfect respects to Mr. Steinbeck, who is my favorite
0: author. What are you, Spice? Come on, Spice, oh, get out of there. Oh. What are you doing in there, Spice Almighty? I oh,
1: what's back down in there. The rabbits must come and hide down there
0: because she goes
1: to that... Asking the questions. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me about your career. Well, most people say, gosh, you did a lot of things. I believe my entire career was spent doing research, analysis, and then providing an answer. I spent more than 30 years as a newspaper reporter, a lot of it was as a political reporter. Then they made me an editor which I absolutely loathed because I sent the kids out to have fun and I was stuck behind a desk. Finally, my younger sister called me and said, quit that job, it's ruining your disposition. And I realized, in fact, it was and my disposition has always been a bit cranky anyway. Then I became a a peace officer. I went to the Austin Police Academy and became an investigator for white-collar crimes and government fraud. That was fascinating because everything I had always suspected as a reporter, I found out when I could require answers via subpoena that it was all true. Then my husband and I had two stern-wheeled riverboats on Lake Austin in Austin, Texas, in which we did private charter parties, and we would feed them catfish and hush puppies or fajitas or barbecue. and We could do that for up to 500 people. Then... I went to Boston and worked for State Street Bank and Trust. I had worked for Ann Richards both when she was Texas treasurer and governor. I learned how to locate individuals who had left sums of money and forgotten about them. This is an area of law called his cheat. And I became actually quite a little expert in this field. So I was hired by State Street to find bad corporations that had not turned tons of money over to the various states, which is the law. It was easier to teach me what I needed to know about banking than it was to teach a banker about his cheat. And I was called in at the first year of my years in Boston by my senior vice president. I was a vice president, if you can imagine that little girl from the panhandle and I got a very nice raise and then he finally said I just have one more thing could you be a little less forthright? I said honey in Texas that's a term of approbation but I'll work on it
0: (laughs) Not long after leaving Carol, I realized I'd forgotten to ask her which John Steinbeck book she was rereading. So I looked up the quote she mentioned and found Travels with Charlie in Search of America. Charlie is Steinbeck's dog, a big old standard poodle. Together they travel about 10,000 miles crisscrossing America. Anyway, Carol was just a tad off the actual line Steinbeck wrote, which was, I was born lost and take no pleasure in being found. I like it, too, but I connect more with Carol's version. I was born lost and in no particular hurry to ever be found. It reminds me of our drive together, getting lost on the windy back roads of Amherst County in no particular hurry to ever be found. And, like our drive, it's clear that Carol, who's just as strong and determined as ever still enjoys the twists and turns of life. It's also clear that it's the deep roots of Carol McMurtry Fowler, the self-proclaimed High Plains drifter, that keep her grounded and tethered to all she loves, from her family, beloved classmates, and other dear friends in Texas, at Sweet Bear College, and beyond.